Hello my spontaneous people, this is Shiny Boy here and welcome to My Culture Minds, the show where I talk about anything in the world of modern culture from music, movies, TV, food, and all that stuff. And today I'm just basically expanding what I discussed on Sunday, oh not Sunday, uh, Saturday, about DC Fandom. And I was supposed to do like a recap on Monday, but I, I was just too excited that I wanted to do my recap very early, very early. And I, um, and I just, uh, I gotta say that, that I really enjoyed it and I really wanted to expand my further thoughts about DC fandom and some of my favorite stuff. Uh, if you want to check out the, the recap, you can check it that out on the previous episode. So yeah, but before we get started, if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening today. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever you can find your podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. So I um, I gave my initial thoughts on uh, almost every single panel, but. Um, but the ones that really stood out to me, there are panels that, of course, that I did skip, but, like, the main events, like, the main, the exclusive stuff, so I mostly talk about the exclusive stuff on, on, I was gonna say yesterday's episode, but I didn't, uh, didn't release that yesterday, but, but a few days ago, so, my overall thoughts on DC Fandom, it's, it's a huge success, it got a lot of buzz. It brought a lot of movie news, and this is what we sort of needed. We wanted a little taste of what uh, what's to come or what w- might come as well. Because of uh, because of COVID, we had we rarely had any rarely had any news regarding movies except for like like extended rumors or that sort. Um, so yeah, I really wanted to, um, I really just want to say that DC fandom was a, a, such a huge success, um, due to the difficult circumstances. Here are some of the highlights that uh, stood out to me, especially that really made me like more excited. Um, and, and some thoughts that I did not think that were, I'm not saying that they weren't like exciting. It's just that like, of course, they did boost my my enthusiasm for it, and I'm regardless, I'm still gonna watch it. But like, these are like the main highlights that really stood out to me. So, for example, of course, the Snyder Cut. Really, now, I in my last remarks, if I I did say that I did not like the Hallelujah thing of the Hallelujah part of the trailer. It's not that like I. I didn't hate it or anything, I just didn't, um, it didn't really boost my excitement, mostly it's the footage, but I will say, uh, the choice of the music, because of, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I've heard rumors that, that the reason why Zack Snyder chose that music for the trailer was because of, um, the tragic, um, uh, death of his daughter and it's it's a really touchy a touchy subject and that's why of course he, he couldn't continue it's hard to continue work when you are dealing with the tragedy and the music just to it's basically a tribute to her so that sort of made me appreciate more instead of just like eh, this is different I think I think 
um, that since that is his choice, that is his choice of music. You know, I I, I just want to say I I respect it, and yeah, and I hope that this movie uh, gives more Zach uh, it gives Zack Snyder more praise and um, the respect that he deserves, especially for his family. So yeah. Um, one thing I'm the uh, I've noticed in the uh, in the trailer was there's a lot of cyborg stuff. There's a lot of cyborg stuff, and I think this is a good idea to advertise because of because of uh, the lack of understanding who cyborg is. Really, we don't really know how he got his this injuries. We didn't know how he end up like I, I know it's some sort of an accident really but we just we just knew that the mother box like saved him and now he's just like a freak uh like he called himself a freak or at least um I, I don't know so we didn't get a lot of development for cyborg but this I think that that's what um that's what uh that's why Ray Fisher was so emotional because as an actor when this is like your big role and you wanted more like opportunities and all of a sudden this just really like spat in the face of being like you could have been like the next big thing but uh people didn't really appreciate cyborg as much like i'm not saying like people did not um just like the respect and admiration he deserves and there's like, and his story was cut short just for like a two-hour theatrical film, and I can see that Zack Snyder had so much, so much to say, but then again, like, I think this is why people like the cast they had so much hope, they had so much, they were like, hoping to see Zack Snyder's vision and what it could be of what it should be. And since he's going to make it like four hours or at least like, like four parts, one hour, four parts. Um, and it's, I, I don't know which one I like. Do I want a four hour thing or I, do I want like an episodic thing? Really? If it's like, I don't know if it's like a week to week thing. Um, like like uh like Stranger Things when they have like you know this week we're gonna have this and then next week we're gonna have this, I like, I'm not so sure I I'm I'm open to both, I'm open to both for sure I just don't know which one I would prefer because if I'm gonna see like Justice League, and I have like you know this whole day of just like, of binging I would watch the whole four hours, <laughs> I would definitely watch the whole four hours in one setting and I feel like there's no other way of doing so <laughs> so yeah I but I don't mind uh like um what's it called a, a weekly thing where part one is this week and then next week is going to be like you know, part two and so on and so forth um I think it just builds the excitement and builds like talk you know, instead of just because the thing about Stranger Things is that you can be hyped for Stranger Things before like a few weeks, but then everybody would binge it very quickly. So I think all I could say is in terms of like entire enjoyment, I would watch like, you know, 
the full four hours in one setting but into build like talks and like theories and stuff like that even though like we've seen the movie but like what things are going to be different a weekly you know sort of special thing for parts you know it's kind of like a like a documentary when you have like parts but but we'll see we'll see i'm just i'm i'm very interested on what i saw and i definitely see the the change of mood and tone and and the coloring of course there's just a lot to uh, look forward to so yeah and the biggest highlight for me and i think this is where a lot of people had a lot of doubts now here's what i'm gonna say i did not watch the the twilight movies I, i i think i think Robert Pattinson, like, because he was known as the Twilight guy, people didn't take him seriously, and, um, when I heard that he was cast as the Batman, I I wasn't thinking of Twilight, I was thinking of, um, his role as Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and I loved his role in, uh, and his role did make an impact on the not just the books but like in the movies as well of like how harry is going to cope um how harry's gonna cope with his like you know death and all that so his character was very important and he he acted really well and i wish uh i i did not get the chance to see his other independent work and i'm and i've heard good things about it um especially like the the lighthouse um i heard that's like a fantastic trip really so seeing him seeing the trailer for the batman i was going in with the open mind i did not really have like doubts of of what this movie could be but i was so excited to hear like the detective story i i I love i'm I mean, I love action films. Like, you know, I'm an action junkie. For people who are going into this film expecting, like, fights, a lot of fights, and a lot of, like, you know, badassery stuff, there's going to be... I feel like there's going to be snippet of uh, snippets of that, but I feel like this is going to be a more story-driven than action. And, this, like, the suspense, the psychological thriller thing detective story this noir film i think i'm more excited about that and 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 i'm usually not into like noir stuff really but since this this is batman this might open a new world for me to enjoy movies that are like noir films um like uh like super or is like not super um seven i believe is that what it's called um there's just a lot of like the action the action like the beatdown i think a lot of people were hyped about the beatdown i'm like oh damn like robert Pattinson, like oh damn oh like uh, i remember watching it, i was like oh oh shit oh oh shit oh shit like i, I kept going and going and like, i was just so surprised about this whole beatdown but also there are many other exciting things to look forward to in this film for example the penguin colin farrell i did not know that was colin farrell that little uh that that you know pretty chubby guy with like he had sort of like a prosthetic nose i didn't know that was colin farrell and the riddler with 
like all the clues and all that stuff and he, as a serial co- killer i've never even thought of of him like that i always picture him as the guy with you know a green suit and the mask and like you know that's like the classic riddler but for this like this type of riddler i've never seen a riddler like this before and i'm excited i'm here for it now now as much as i enjoy the trailer and trust me i kept watching the trailer it was so good i'm also afraid of what's going to happen in terms of production because of how this is going to finish um how many delays like you know 2021 um we are expecting to be out like now but there's something about um i think because of the crew i i I heard that the the sets is in london or at least in england i believe Uh, i'm not so sure but um in america i know in america we are basically in in a shithole right now but um i'm not saying that everyone's not following uh covid protocols but like if it's i think the better chances since they are shooting this out of the u.s i think this is a better chance of getting the film done and under and until 2021 i'm i'm thinking this is going to be around december ish or october oh oh my oh my god imagine if this is going to be released in october for like halloween like like the money on like costumes and all that like cosplay damn there's gonna be a lot of batmans um all i can say is i'm excited for it i think that's like the most excited for out of all of dc fandom is the batman now now just giving now that i expanded my thoughts on dc fandom uh, or like what are the highlights for me I would say that, like, because of this event, this changed the way how, like, conventions are going to be. For example, like, like I heard many people, they were just so glad that they got something that feels like Comic-Con, that feels like exclusive content with the panels and all that stuff. Yes, it was edited. Yes, it, it's not really, like, live, but... Just to have that 24-hour event, and it's, like, it's just amazing to have that. Like, I think it was, like, a complete seven to eight hours, really? Um, And I can imagine, like, D23 doing something like this. I can imagine um, Comic-Con doing something like this. I just think that people... (laughs) What if it's just, like, because of DC fandom, everybody's gonna have their little, um, Comic-Cons and all that stuff. And now, I know that KCON, I know they have their own live streams. So, if you don't know what KCON is, it is basically, like, the performances of, like, you know, K-pop artists that are... And it's sort of like that, of, like, seeing... Like, I know that KCON had their free their sort of free KCON situation. I don't know if it worked. I didn't check that out. Um, 
but there's something about DC fandom with getting exclusive content about movies, television shows, games. Like, this is like, there's a lot to talk about now because of DC fandom. It got motivation, it got hype, it got people talking, and more motivation for people to keep working. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that because of DC fandom, opened up a new... Uh, open new possibilities of exclusive content or um, exclusive license. Now, because DC Fandom was free, and I'm glad it was free, I think that, I think Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, speak, uh, strictly speaking, if they want to join in the live stream, I feel like there's going to be some sort of payment. Um, to get that exclusive access, those talks, and then, like, being the first to see that, and all those reactions, and all that stuff, and and at some point, of course, those things are going to be leaked, those, you know, um, um, trailers, those panels, like, you know, at some point, they're going to be leaked, but for people who want to be there first, I know there are people who are willing to pay, if they're willing to pay for Comic-Con, they're willing to pay for, like, the live stream, uh, a live stream of exclusive panels and all that stuff, and be, and DC Fandom was a great event. Um, however, it wasn't really live. What? Well, imagine if it, it legit is live and people are living for it. But again, I think DC Fandom wanted to have like that smooth transitions without a lot of like because the, these things take time and money to get this like you know perfected and then enjoyed like so uh for example like the the moderators like you know the hosts and like you know standing on a green screen on jim lee's artwork that's just impressive so since because this is a global event for a lot of people uh, and this gives opportunity for people who cannot go to conventions who cannot go to comic-con like for for me, for example, I I wasn't able to go to Comic Con or San get San Diego Comic Con strictly speaking, but I did miss the convention feel, and being able to do this, it did kind of feel like like being in convention, knowing these exclusive content. Nothing will ever going to beat. Nothing's going to ever get to beat the in person. Um, experience the physical experience of meeting a celebrity or uh, going to a panel and asking questions but DC fandom was really it did open possibilities for new conventions to be online and yeah and of course like stores as well like you know purchasing cool cool stuff and what if this is a opportunity for um, for exhibit halls, for example, for exhibit halls, like searching around, supporting local businesses that like selling like nerdy stuff that could happen. I think that could happen if they, you know, share their website and all that stuff. I, as much as I'm like, you know, saddened that we're probably not going to go to many conventions, at least the op- uh, the possibilities of like you know live streams and like online shops and hearing these exclusive content we can still enjoy the you know the comfort of our own home but still geek out and I miss geeking out to a lot of these stuff and this is like the most geek out that I geeked out I've ever been so yeah, in a while at least so yeah. 
All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, click follow on whatever podcast services you're listening this to. Share this podcast to anyone you know. It really means a lot. It really helps a lot. And until next time, so long. Fair world. Take care. Bye-bye.